guys, welcome back to the Cinema Talk Movie Journal, episode 8. It is Ryan here, your co-host. And it's Matthew, as well. <laughs> uh, so, this week, we were going to be doing Ad Astra some some not-so-great... Uh, <laughs> We're delirious after watching the movie. The we, fact watch. that we were gonna do Ad Astra, and then, <laughs> and then we watched this. Yeah, so we were gonna do Ad Astra. And some <laughs> scheduling conflicts came up, so I was like, "Hey, Matt, why don't you just come over and we'll watch a movie and then review it?" And we were gonna watch. Matt suggested Climax, which was like a good call because that looks like a good movie. And I was like, "No, I don't think that's gonna get enough ratings." Um, so I was like, "Let's watch a more recent movie," and. We wanted to watch a movie we both hadn't seen, so we watched *Brightburn*. <laughs> and oh god, we just finished watching it, and this is uh, our mental state right now. And we are. <laughs> I just okay. Like okay, before we get into it, I watched *The King of Comedy* this week, and that was a really good movie. And like, cause we're gonna be super negative about this movie, as you can tell. Go watch The King of Comedy before you go see Joker next week, because we're going to review Joker, Ad Astra, and maybe something else next week. It's going to be a really good show. Check it out. If you want to hear us shit on a movie that you liked, if you liked this movie, you probably should stop now. If you haven't seen this movie, keep listening. We'll stop you from watching the movie. It's a good thing. Um, I got, like, so, yeah, so today we're talking about Brightburn. It stars Elizabeth Banks, David Denham, Jackson A. Dunn, Matt Jones, and Meredith Hagner. And it's directed by David Yurovsky. 2006. Um, takes place in 2006, apparently. Not the 80s, which we suspect. Which, yeah, it was very time nebulous, which I guess it makes sense by the end. It yeah. made, oh, we're looking at the box office totals here. It made money. We might be getting that sequel. God damn it. <laughs> um, we won't be watching it. I won't be watching it, at least. Um, you say that now. <laughs> Okay, so I was excited for this movie. I actually thought the trailers looked really cool, really really effective. When it first came out, that like James Gunn was making like this anti-Superman movie. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, Same. Got mixed reviews in theaters, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to rush out and see it, but I'll definitely see it when it comes out on VOD. And look, we did. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to go into your background at all of the film? Uh, same as you. thought the trailer trailers looked cool. And, and it's a and cool th- concept. It is. Um, it could be. It isn't yeah. here. I no. can tell you that. Um, and the writers, I think we should point out, are James Gunn's brothers, and then he produced it. James Gunn produced it. Um, and I gotta say, this this is probably the worst thing that I've seen James Gunn's name attached to. Scooby-Doo 2002. No, much worse than that. Are you kidding me? Like, okay, I haven't seen Slither, but I've heard that's pretty good. I'm looking at his filmography right now. I haven't seen a lot... Okay, I haven't seen a lot of his filmography, but all of it's got to be better than this, right? Yeah. I'm sure The Suicide Squad will be better. Yeah. Ooh, his, he has a segment in movie forty three that might be worse. Oh my! But okay, so yeah, looking at his looking at his filmography, this is probably the worst thing that he's attached his name to. Um, and it proves that nepotism is a thing in Hollywood. I mean, I think I think we can pretty clearly say that now, because his brothers wrote this and this script out loud many times during the film. Me and you were saying, "Holy shit, this script is horrible." 
Like it, like bad, bad. It's really bad. Like the first thing they ever wrote, ever kind of bad. Like the dialogue is insufferable in this film. It like, is the most wrote by the numbers. This character says this, which sets up this and this. Like the the lines of dialogue that are there for the sole purpose of like what little characterization this movie has are so blatant, it's shoved in your face, it's like, this is for this purpose. Nothing ever has, like, a deeper meaning, and if it, oh, it's so bad. Like, Brandon at one point, Brandon's the main character, the the Superman knocked off, knock off, uh, the Clark Kent, Brandon Breyer, you know, it's the same thing. Um, it's Superman, but he's evil. Um, at one point when he finds, you know, the ship like he does in the Superman story and, you know, Pa Kent, you know, coaches him to be a good guy. Instead, he just sits there and asks his mom, who am I, what am I, and why am I? And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, how rote, like, even the Snyder Man of Steel, which I don't love, but has some really great moments. I think we all agree on that. Like, that scene with with Pa Kent, where this kid was trying to figure out who he was after just thinking he was a normal person, felt real. But this kid's just an asshole. Like, from the word go. Like, there's no, like, debating about it. And also, like, okay, so minor spoilers here. But, like, when he starts, it seems like it's just this thing that's, like, possessing him. Mm-hmm. That, like, all of a sudden he's just, like, he's drawn to the cellar, you know. You know, he has this, like, call to it, and he's doing this weird, like, night-walking things, and you don't know, like, whether or not he is, like, you know, just kind of, like, possessed by this, like, evil inner thing, or if it's, like, his personality, and they they heavily imply that he's just kind of being, like, taken over by, like, this force that he can't control, and all of a sudden, it's, like, that part of his brain had a meeting with, like, the rational part of his brain, they're like, yeah, let's kill people. Oh, the film is so uneven. Yeah, it sets it up like it's going to be that, like, this struggle between the good and the bad inside of him, and he just goes completely psycho with no remorse whatsoever. Basically, like that, too. becomes, like, a psychopath. And and it's... I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, and there's this weird, like, unresolved subplot with him and this girl. Yeah. That, like... The, the girl and the waitress. Yeah, well, no, the waitress Oh, oh no, you're right, you're right. That waitress was But resolved. the girl, yep. Yeah, the, the daughter of the waitress was just, like... It was, like, it was set up, and then he went and talked to her, and then that was it. And it kind of implies that maybe he killed her? Maybe? <sighs> I don't know. No, I guess he didn't, because they said the daughter was, like, yeah. I don't know. It's... Can we talk about the beginning of this movie? Yes, it's the, so the, bad. So this film... It started. It, it starts off, and we're introduced to the two parents. And right from the get-go, we get the most um, just blatant. Um, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, exposition. Expo- exposition. Um, the, the camera pans over this bookshelf, and, and it's not even like there was one book. There were like thirty books on pregnancy and infertility, mm-hmm. just screaming in your face that these people can't have babies and they want babies. Yeah. And this scene is maybe a minute long. We see the books. That's generous. We see the couple making out, presumably about to have sex. Boom! Explosion. There's a meteor in the forest. But we don't even see that meteor. Yeah, we just see a flash of light, hit the ground, explosion. Time jump, and we're raising the kid. (laughs) Yeah, ten years after a little bit of home video, 
where like, oh, he's our kid. He's a smiley little murder baby. Um, it this the rest of the movie the the mother's entire motivation and her reason for defending the kid for so long is oh I love him and I wanted to have a child so bad but you feel none of that because none of that is set up yeah. if you want to see a movie where this is done well in a slightly more sentimental way slightly <laughs> much more sentimental way watch the All Life of Timothy Green which I discussed in me and Floyd's top ten underrated movies podcast yeah I I'd seen it when you. Uh, yeah, I've seen that movie. That's a, that's a pretty decent movie. I don't remember it very well. I saw it back in theaters when I was like twelve. But um, yeah, no, it's a it's it's an odd mash of that movie, Superman, and like Halloween. Like, cause he's a stalker, basically. He's like a stalker serial killer. He's base. It's basically like those three movies mashed I, into one. I can see that. Yeah, and made really shittily, like terrible. Like, okay, so this is the director's second feature film and he had only made one other film which was a really schlocky horror movie that came out in 2015 and it, it feels that way if this guy like you can feel the inexperience coming from both the writing and the directing and it's so obvious that the only way that this thing got made was that James Gunn pulled some weight you know at Warner because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this was made by Warner and if so it makes sense because he was like hey I'll make the Suicide Squad release this movie um, I believe he's married to Jenna Fisher. Oh, they got divorced. Um, oh, oh yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Sorry, we're improving. Um, no, it's made by Sony. Okay. Why? Why did you make this Sony? I don't understand. It's like, oh god, it's so bad. I'm trying to. Okay, let's try to like actually get into specifics. So I'll start with some positives. The performances themselves, especially the two leads of um elizabeth banks and david denman um david denman from the office who was you know hey he was that character was ex with jenna fisher yes yeah, was, yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe that's how that happened maybe. um nah nah probably not because they're divorced but um but so those two are actually really good with what they're given um well this is the thing what they're given is so bad that it, like i i guess their performances are decent but it, it every because the script is so bad, it just affects everything, and, and the performances are just not good as a result. Like, no yeah. matter how hard they try, they can never get past how shitty the script is. Yeah, see, I feel like I can separate how good the performance is with how bad the script is. I feel like, yeah, this, the script is atrocious at all times. Like, unrelenting atrocious atro- atrocity. But I feel like their personalities at least still come out very well. Like, in the, in the dad character, the dad's character is actually rational. And the, the Elizabeth Banks, I never because it's never set up. I never bought why she cared that much about oh, this never, murder. Oh, I never, never bought her character. Yeah, but she she did her best. I guess like she tried. No, they both tried. They tried. And the kid, okay, so like the kid who is played by um, Jackson A. Donna. I keep forgetting the kid's name. Uh, who was in uh, Endgame for like a quarter second as the 12 year old Scott Lang when they were doing the you know testing out the time travel spoiler if you haven't seen Endgame yet which if you haven't like what Um, highest grossing movie of all time you've probably seen it Um, he was I I, I can't get a read I I think he was bad I'm gonna settle on I think he was bad I think he was good like I thought in the scenes where he was trying to be creepy I thought it was very creepy like, I thought he was effective. Yeah. I didn't think it was too much. 
I guess. It was just a little too dull at some points. That's fair. Like, like when he was being creepy near the end, it was just like, yeah, this, nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're dull. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't blame the kid actor. But honestly, like, as the old verbiage of, like, if there's a good kid performance, you should probably um, give credit to the, rec- the director. And if there's a bad kid performance, you should probably blame the director. And since uh, since this was ba- poorly directed, I'm going to assume that it was probably because of the director that this kid's probably not very good. Like, I don't, I don't really blame the kid. I think he, yeah. he did probably what the director told him to do. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, talk with no emotion. All right, he talked with no emotion. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, which equals a bad performance. Like, I I don't know. Um, no, for me, the only glimmers of hope that this movie has are very occasionally there will be, like, one shot during an action sequence where it's like, oh, that looks good. And if, if they kind of, like, focused on this element more, that could be cool in the scene, but it's, like, for half a second. Yeah. That, honestly, that is the only positive thing I can say about this movie. I'm not even kidding. The performances... We're all completely droll, bland, like, no life to them. The script is atrocious. The CGI is bad. Yeah. The story is bad. The ending's bad. I don't know of any other positives. <laughs> um, they played Billie Eilish, bad guy, over the credits. The cringiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But it kind of made it a meme. It made it funny, yeah. I laughed when they started, when bad guy started playing, I audibly started laughing out loud. <laughs> this is the thing, this could been, this could have been a good movie. This this oh, is a, this been a, is good a cool concept. Oh, it like been this and the answer someone else. If you, if you James ex- Gunn. If you yeah, if you expand on the backstory and if you build up the relationship to the point where at the end when shit's going down, you can like actually feel Elizabeth Banks' sorrow. I think that would have been great. But there there is none of that, none whatsoever. Yeah, if this movie was written and directed by James Gunn, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, a it, lot better. I mean, it's bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Okay, here's another positive I'll give it. The gore's gross. The gore is effective. The gore is effective, and as someone who's terrible with gore, it, this movie was nasty. There, no. there was two specific body parts that it, it kind of went after in one scene and one in the other. That was... It, it got me. It was it was nasty. It will probably haunt my dreams. The gore is effective. Like, like the, the five seconds of gore they have is good. But the minute of lead up they have to the gore is terrible. It's so rote and predictable. The jump scares are terrible. Every me and Flo were talking about this. Every single time the boy comes in, oh, oh, he's in the room. Wait, he's gone. Wait, no, he appears closer. Foom! They kill the person. They're dead. Gore. Explode the head. It was every single time. Like, okay, so th- yeah, this was the pace. He would um, do some inciting incident to throw them off. He would then float in front of them for a, a X amount of time, and then somehow his logo would appear, because he has a logo, um, and then it would cut back to them, and he'd be floating there again, and then he'd be gone, and then he'd be real close to them, and then he would start doing the bad thing, and then they're dead. With the logo, is that's never explained. No. The- nah, it's not. It's just his logo. He just he's he's all about that branding, bro. He he draws at different crime scenes and in his sketchy notebooks like this sort of B looking thing. This backwards B backwards forwards B. Yeah, and it's never explained. It's never explained at all. Like and like here's here's the cool thing about Superman is that you get into that backstory. Nah. Nah. You get nothing. Nothing. 
absolutely jack shit. Nothing. Like, like not even, like, there's a specific thing that I won't spoil that happens with his spaceship that is never explained. It shows something that's like, oh, okay, does that have something to do with his spaceship? And then nothing. Yeah. And then, and then the then then the scene continues. The scene ends, and then the movie's over. Basically, oh, it's terrible. Like oh. I want to talk about the ending, but I don't want to spoil it in case there's some people who haven't seen this yet. It is available on VOD. So, um, is there anything else that you wanted to get to before we do ratings and do spoilers? Because um, I want to talk about this ending. Because this ending's god awful. I got nothing else. It's okay. bad. It's terrible. Don't watch it. Actually, yeah. do watch it to laugh. <laughs> Now, but see, that's the thing. See, I disagree with you. I don't think this is a a bad movie that you can laugh at. Like, okay. except for maybe the last minute. <laughs> the last minute's almost glorious enough, gloriously bad enough for it to maybe be worth it. No, yeah, you're right. But the, um, the rest of it takes itself too seriously. I felt very similar to uh, similarly during this movie as I did during the Curse of La Llorona and Godzilla King of the Monsters. I just wanted it to end, like, like, like. More than anything, we paused it for me to run to the bathroom with, like, 55 minutes into the movie, like, 35 minutes left, and I remember saying to you, like, dear God, there's another 30 minutes of this movie that we have to sit through. And it's not a long movie at all. No, it's 90, 90 minutes. 90 minutes on the dot. drags. Yep. And it, it's even, it's even extraordinarily well, like, or quickly paced. Not well paced, like, quickly paced. <laughs> Just, yes. Like, like, five minutes into the movie, he's already Demon Child. I wonder if they had filmed a lot more backstory, but they were just, like, so confident. Like, oh my god, no, no, we have to include all the action. All, all the all the lead up to the killings, it's so good and well executed. And, and they, like, slimmed it down. Even dead. You're cutting out the character piece. Like, if this was, if the extra ten minutes were the character build-up... Maybe I would have cared a little more. Yep. And this would have been a better movie. Like, just because the movie's 92 minutes instead of 90 minutes doesn't mean it's worse. Actually, I think it's probably worse if it's 90 minutes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. This movie was still 90 minutes too long. Um, Yeah. I, I, I gotta say, yeah, it, it's it's horribly paced. It's, yeah. Okay, I think we'll just do uh, ratings and final thoughts to be able to get into some spoilers. Go ahead. <sighs> gonna be a low one yeah this is this is an f plus it's do we do f pluses i think it's just a d minus oh and then just straight to a f straight to an f yeah it's like a grading scale there's no f pluses in school oh i thought we're okay then it's a d minus d minus okay if d minus is the second to the lowest d minus is the second lowest because i mean like i said there was the the only positive thing I could get out of this was at times cool imagery, decent ideas mm-hmm. that were never expounded expanded upon. It, it this movie is terrible, and this is the thing. Me and Flo were looking at reviews of this film while we were watching it. Like, are we the only ones? And it has a fifty seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes, which, which is, is ex- almost fresh, very which close is extraordinarily to fresh. high, and and there were just. The amount of reviews that were praising this film for its for oh my, it's very unique and the and the scares and the horror and he knows exactly when to take it to eleven like what movie were they watching? Yeah, this is so bad. The script is terrible. The every single character, it's like okay, we've got, uh, we've got the mom who's worried and cares for the son. We've got the dad who's like, 
a bit brash and quick quick to anger and will like say what he thinks and then we've got the sheriff you know he, who delivers these quippy one-liners and stares at polaroids in his office like oh god the movie for like two minutes it was terrible everything was awful this is the worst movie i've seen in such a long time oh my god it sucks so bad watch the curse of la llorona oh it, uh it's it this isn't as bad as the curse of la llorona um uh, my one positive for the Curse of La Llorona was there was one good shot. Okay. That was it. That was it. That was it. There was one effective shot. Is so there's is more. Curse of La Llorona a um an F though? Oh yeah, for sure. Curse of La Llorona is an F, no doubt. Um. Yeah, so I think the performances are mediocre. There's some really good shots. There's like six at least really good shots in this, like really cool imagery shots in yes. this film. And there's some really effective gore that is going to haunt my nightmares involving eye, an eye specifically, a, a, one involving an eye that I think I about puked when I watched. It was disgusting. Um, another positive of the experience was the popcorn we ate tasted pretty good. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, it, nothing what, to do with the movie, but like that was, that said, was solid. We ate that popcorn and maybe like... like f- five to seven minutes. And the amount of time that we ate that popcorn was... More than the amount of time that they spend building up the character yeah. backstory. Yeah, no, it's very true. Um, but yeah, that popcorn was delightful. That was fantastic. Um, best part of the experience. Yeah. Uh, Imagine if we didn't have popcorn. Oh man, that'd be a bummer be of a pain. film. But like, because we ate through the popcorn so fast, there was no enjoyment for the last hour and twenty five minutes of the movie. Yes. Um. So yeah, this this movie was atrocious. Um. Definitely in my bottom three of the year so far. Um. I don't know where it ranks specifically with King of the Monsters. I feel like it's worse than King of the Monsters. I don't know. I'm going to give this movie a D for right now. Maybe if I think about it over time, it could fall to a D minus, but it's it's quite bad. But I do want to give it some props for having effective gore, some good imagery, and a couple mediocre performances. Like I feel like that's enough to get it up to a D. Um, I hated this movie. Like, I, I'm giving it points for the technical things that it got right. The gore and the cool imagery. I'm giving it up to a D for those things. But I want to make it clear, I enjoyed almost nothing in this movie. Like, because the gore grossed me out. Which, like, okay, that's effective. That's what you're supposed to do in a horror movie. It doesn't mean I enjoyed it. And the cool imagery was literally the only... Any bit of enjoyment I got out of it. Like, oh... Oh, that was a cool shot. Oh, okay, back to this boring shit. Like, uh, like, it was just disappointment after disappointment. And like I said, I went into this movie really wanting to like it. Oh, same. I was excited. Yeah. yeah. Like, we both said when we were when we were pulling it up, like, I'm actually excited. Like, yeah, I'm excited I was to watch hyped. this. Yeah. yeah. And, good no, God. No, talk about a disappointment of a film. Wow. Um. So we're going to talk about spoilers quick, and this is the warning you're getting, because I don't care enough to, about the spoilers for this movie. Holy fuck, he killed the mom! <laughs> I totally didn't see that coming! I called it, I called it, we this, were, see, this is too, I knew it, this is too morbid of a movie to not end in such a despairful fashion. Like, we, we were sitting there, I was like, when, when she pulled the thing off the ship, the kryptonite basically, off the ship, I'm like, oh, she's going to murk him and it'll be fine. And you were like, nah, dude, he's killing her. And I was like, no way. And I was this close to saying five bucks that he that she kills him. And I would have been dead wrong. This movie, like, literally ends. Okay. So not only 
does he harvest the one woman's organs for some reason and has her naked pitched up in the basement. Never explained. Kills his uncle with a jaw falling, like, with the steering wheel through the mouth, which was gross as fuck. Um, burns his dad's head off. Yep. Straight through the skull. And then drops his mom from 30,000 feet. This is the part, the only part of the movie where you can laugh. It is so ridiculous. Oh, it's so glorious. Because he's got the mom, like, she pulls out the kryptonite-looking thing, he grabs the arm, and they just shoot up into the sky. Yep. And this, I will give him this. I thought, like, okay, the CGI of them flying up towards the sky was, like, it it literally looked like the old Superman movies when he was flying in the air. It was terrible. But I actually, like, when when they were up in space and there was, like, a close-up on her face. Oh, I I hated it. It was was so bad. Okay, I liked that. Oh, it was so obviously on a green screen. No, no, no. But I thought like it looked kind of cool. I was like, this if if they like this could be cool. But no, no, no. It was terrible. He's holding her there, and and he drops her. He and just that, he just drops her. And then there's a plane coming out of him. Oh and god, we cut. Dude, that was no. That is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. The fact <laughs> that they had that that plane element. <laughs> no, 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 that wasn't even needed. I, I know. Zero. Literally, they could have done what they did with the end with the whole he's destroying buildings without the plane. Yeah. It literally, he drops the mom, he looks to his left, and you see the lights, and at first I was like, I swear to fuck, if that is a spaceship, and he's off, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, dude, that would have been so much better, <laughs> if he levitates and like joins on and his dad's there or something, that would have been so much better, what are you talking I mean, about, he, no, 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 that would have been better, yes, yeah. it would have been like funny, but the space, the plane is coming. They end it, and then the rest of the film is like news footage of him destroying With Michael shit. Rooker. Yes, and Michael Rooker is like this Alex Jones crazy guy, oh. but like he's right in this case. <laughs> um, and then it, it ends on you know what this? It doesn't even end on a good like close up shot of the boy. You know what I mean? It just ends like this kind of medium shot on the side. You don't even see him giving yeah, what that was evil. The last shot? Exactly, he's sitting on the end of the ambulance. You can hear like the ambulances; they're cleaning up the plane. Um, was it that? Was it him mm-hmm. sitting in the ambulance? Yep, was but that it was. Shot? Yep, it, but it wasn't even like straight on. Like he was eating a cookie. Like it was. Yeah. It was kind of just like at this weird angle. Oh God, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. The end. And of- then they play <laughs> bad guy. Cause get it. Get it? He's a he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Wow, wow. This this movie's edgy. Like he ooh. he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I oh. want to be done talking about this. I really wish we could. You haven't seen the King of Comedy, have you? No. Damn. Um. So yeah, the King of Comedy. Uh, it's a 1980 movie. <laughs> movie. Uh, starring Robert De Niro and Jerry Lewis. Directed Just start by, talking about like Citizen Kane. <laughs> direct, directed by. Uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. God. And it's really good. It's on Amazon Prime right now, and you guys should watch it. It was apparently the main inspiration for um, for Joker. Um, one of the main inspirations for Joker, and uh, Robert De Niro plays the kind of essentially the Joker character. Um, which I'm sure is, is very, very different in terms of what actually happens. But he plays, like, the, you know, guy who thinks he's funny, gets on to the, you know, attaches himself to the funny guy on TV. And now Robert De Niro is playing the funny guy on TV in Joker, so that's kind of cool, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, Rupert made it, and now he's the guy on TV um, that Joaquin Phoenix is probably going to kill. 
I'm assuming he's probably gonna kill Robert De Niro, right? I'm assuming. We're doing a little bit of Joker speculation here. He's definitely gonna kill Robert De Niro, yeah. right? Yeah. No, yeah. But on a happy note, our tickets are bought for Joker. Mm-hmm. IMAX. I'm We're hyped. going. Hopefully, um, nothing bad happens because a lot of violence has been Ugh. threatened around this film. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk about that controversy a little bit? That's something juicy and fun to talk well, about. I feel at the like end. I can't talk about it without having seen the movie. Yeah, that's that's very true. A lot of people are talking about shit With, on this movie without having that's, seen that's it. That's the thing. Like, I don't... Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's the main character. It's like a, you know, anti-hero. Nah, he's know. not an anti-hero. You're, you... I can't imagine they make him an anti-hero. What? You don't think... The Joker? Especially when he's well, murdering not... people, he's gonna murder people. No, in this he's movie. going to. But I mean, obviously, you know the tone. Of, the tone of the film is going to be very like, oh my god, like he's succeeding, he's doing all these things. But you know, the filmmakers aren't intending to glorify it. Yeah, no, I think I think anyone. There's obviously nuance involved. Yeah, like no, I haven't seen them. We neither of us have seen the movie, obviously. But I hate the the idea that film and video games and stuff like that can incite violence specifically this movie have you have y'all seen john wick yeah like what the body count yeah like have you seen like halloween this movie brightburn (laughs) uh what's another movie that the train to busan like, any movie where there's... De- like Ready or not. <laughs> like, like the whole idea of this, of, like, art inciting violence, sure, there can be direct calls to action. I highly doubt there's a direct call to action in this movie. Um, but no, it, it just really angers me, and it, I, I fear sentiments like this are going to start taking us back towards something called the Hayes Code, which, um, if you weren't alive during that time... Or if you don't know about it and didn't go to film school, um, which not saying you have to, um, it, eh, eh, it's up in the air whether or not you should. Um, as someone who's in film Floyd's school right internal now, debate. as someone who's in film school right now, the Hays Code basically was um, rules put on Hollywood um, for what they can and cannot show in film, and it was horrible, and it led to so much stifling of creative creative energy, and eventually people broke out of it, and we got rid of it. Um, and I'm really fearing with these kind of sentiments that we're starting to work our way back there. And I really, really don't want to see that happen. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever, we will ever reach that point again with films. But it's just... It's troubling. It's just social media and people being able to say what they would like to say. Read a headline and say what they'd like to say before having seen the movie. Yeah. You know, you've got you've to gotta allow room for villains and terrible people and horrible things mm-hmm. in art. Yeah. And it's like, if you're sensitive to it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to watch don't it. Don't watch it. You don't have to watch it, and you can you can be offended by it. That's fine. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the filmmaker Just can't make their film. Yeah, don't blame Todd Phillips for... No. Yeah, or the writer. Or mm-hmm. who, I don't... I, don't, I well, think did Todd you, Phillips wrote the it. The interview that Joaquin Phoenix walked, like, walked out on. on. Yeah. Dude, he sounds like... So, like... I was like the guy who did the interview. I was reading his article, and he was describing like his just his mannerisms. Like he, this guy sounds terrifying. Walking Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. Oh, I love Joaquin. But like he just sounds like a very erratic dude. <laughs> See, but I, I've watched a lot of interviews with him, and I feel like he's just someone who's really passionate, passionate and dedicated, dedicated Obsessive. to the craft. Yeah. Maybe I don't know because apparently, like, in I was watching some interviews with him, basically on the press tour, 
for Joker, and he was like, no. So, you know, there was a lot of people talking, like, I think the person brought up, like, Heath Ledger was so in character and all this stuff, and Jared Leto, like, for this character, so many people stay in character. He was like, no, I wasn't really like that. The set was a lot of fun. It was jovial. We had a good time. Like, I feel like Joaquin just kind of sees it as, um, as for what it is, it's, it's art, it's work, you know, it's, it's this thing that we do to tell stories and it's fun Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, in terms of making it. And I feel like he sees that it's like, do you see this as inciting vice? Like, no, no, it's a story like anything else. Like, like he played, I don't know, like in the master, like no one, like he, like he was, he played a horrible person in the master. You think that's inciting other people to be horrible people? Like, he was a murderous cowboy in The Sisters Brothers. Like, no, he's just playing another character. Mm -hmm. It's a fictional person. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like Joaquin thinks of it in a very specific way. Like, not to speak for the man, obviously. I've never talked to him before in my life. Haven't seen the movie. (laughs) Haven't seen the movie. Uh, I'm not even talking about the movie specifically at this point. I'm just thinking, like, him in general. Like, it seems like that's his mindset. Where it's like, of course, if someone came at you like, hey, this character you play, you think you're going to end up killing people because of it like no i don't know i don't know that's my thoughts we digress yeah that came out of my love for the king of comedy which was a great movie um really big fan of scorsese like everyone else i need to go through and watch some of his older movies did you see the new images from the irishman though yes and i'm not thrilled by them but i'm not willing to judge them this is why i just the fact that they're crafting the entire movie like the 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 de-aging, that is going to make or break the film. Oh, for sure. And that is, if I'm, like, I, I, I would, I don't, I, I hate it when people do that. I, de-aging in small, small little parts of movies, fine, little cameo, Princess Leia, fine. Mm-hmm. But entire movie, it's not going to look good. And from the first trailer, I did, I was not, I'm not into it. I don't I'm, know how I feel about it. I'm very willing to give it a shot. It's Scorsese, De Niro, no, Pesci, and Pacino. Like, I, and Harvey Keitel, I think, too, right? But just from the trailer, it did nothing to distinguish itself from his slew of other gangster films for me. Sure, but also his slew of other gangster movies are awesome. Yes. Like, Taxi Driver is great. I haven't what? seen Goodfellas, but I've heard Goodfellas is great. Goodfellas. Oh, you haven't seen Goodfellas? I haven't seen a lot. I of think Goodfellas movies. is slightly overrated, but I think it's still good. I it's still great. Yeah. I I haven't seen The Godfather either. Like I've seen the first one, not the second. I need to watch a lot of these old gangster movies. I just haven't gotten around to it. Honestly, no, just because they're all so long. long. Like I like my dad got me The Godfather for my birthday this year, and I was like, oh, that's a nice thing to get me. Mm-hmm. I still haven't watched them yet, just because like they're both they're like all four hours long. I need to watch the second one. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do that on the pod I'm at some bad. point. I, I do want to start reviewing some older movies on here as well, oh. but it's hard enough to keep up with the new releases this as is so it much is. Fun. Um, but no, yeah, I watched King Comedy. If yeah, if you if you have an Amazon Prime account, go watch it. It's such a great film. Don't watch Brightburn. Whatever you do, don't watch Brightburn. Or if you do and you like it, that's cool. Uh, we're no, not trying not. to. We're not trying. Not no, we're not trying to put down anyone who has different opinions, obviously. We just, I, it, it was to the, you know, when you watch a movie and you get some good reviews, like Captain Marvel, like, I thought it was a pretty bad movie, but watching it, I'm like, okay, I can see why other people would like this, but with this one, I just don't get it. I just don't see it. I don't see the qualities in there that other people latched onto. Yep. But, but yeah. That's that's film criticism. That's what it's what you, it's what you do. But um, no, yeah. Nonetheless, we have exciting things coming up. That extra exciting. Joker, maybe something else. It's um, gonna be good. 
yeah, early next week we might do an Ad Astro review. If not, it will be a big episode with that and Joker and maybe something else. I'm still trying to see Hustlers. Yeah. Almost saw it today and then it fell through. Um, so, yeah, we watched <laughs> Brightburn instead. Um, I'm, Sorry. Sure, I'm sure Hustlers is better. Oh, definitely. Um, but, yeah, so Hustlers, Ad Astra, and Joker are all films that were – two of those three are guarantees, and Hustlers is hopefully. Um, but then coming up after that, we're getting closer, closer to Zombieland Double Tap, which I'm very excited for. I got to watch the first one. You got to watch the first. It's on Hulu. Okay. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. You can you can do it. I believe in you. You Absolutely. can see it. You, I think you can squeeze in an hour and ha- hour and twenty minutes before the sequel. Um, yes. Which we can review both then. So uh, so yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed our like stream of consciousness right after we watched the movie, um, and then our little debate on or not even a debate agreement on uh, film criticism and you know putting blame on artists for things. Amen. So uh, so yeah, we're gonna watch Joker and we're gonna watch Ad Astra and you're gonna listen to our thoughts hopefully if if you are so kind. Yay. Um, So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Ryan. I'm Matthew. And we'll talk to you later. See ya.